All healthcare professionals participating in this podcast are paid consultants of Johnson & Johnson Surgical Vision Incorporated. The content of this podcast represents the views and experiences of the speaker and not Johnson & Johnson and is intended for informational purposes only. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Product indications and safety information will be available at the end of the episode. Welcome to this episode of Fine Tuned. My name is Rana Jaraha, and today we'll be speaking with Dr. Jared Younger of Fountain Valley, California. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Younger. Thanks, Rana. It's great to be here. I understand that about five years ago, you adopted the Catalyst Precision Laser System and started performing femtosecond laser cataract surgery. Can you tell us why you decided to make that change? Sure. The answer is actually simple. As a surgeon, using the Catalyst System during cataract surgery has a few key benefits. First, because of the accuracy of the laser, the capsulotomy is consistently accurate. In fact, not only is it consistent, but it's customizable in terms of the size, and it can be based on the capsule anatomy using the OCT system on the catalyst. Second, arcuate incisions are precise versus a manual arcuate incision. The third benefit is the softening and fragmentation of the lens, which makes phacal emulsification easier. Overall, laser cataract surgery just lowers my stress as a surgeon and lowers the stress on the lens, too. It may sound insignificant to lower surgeon stress, but if I am performing a lot of cases in a single day, I find I really prefer the laser cases because I feel more relaxed and confident. I can see how increased consistency could certainly reduce stress. Can you tell us about some of the patient benefits? When you can deliver a fully personalized, gentle procedure, it's no wonder more cataract surgeries prefer the catalyst system. Of course. Can you tell us how you decided what laser to purchase and how you integrated it into your practice? Yeah, my partners and I felt that this was the direction in which cataract surgery was moving and identified it as a key need for ophthalmic ASC. We did about six months of due diligence, research, trying different laser systems, uh, getting opinions from colleagues, and then we decided to purchase the Catalyst system. Did your staff jump on board right away? Well, staff likes new technology, so it, it's easy for anyone to understand that a laser is more precise. So it wasn't difficult to get them excited. I got the staff together before we started using it and did a presentation. I showed the patient animated video that Johnson & Johnson has. It's actually pretty fun to watch. Uh, it's the same one I still show every patient at their cataract consultation. I showed my staff a live operating video with the femtosecond laser, and they all got on board pretty quickly. Um, and it doesn't hurt that patients get excited about it, and then they return from surgery with really positive feedback. Mm, happy patients really set the tone for the whole practice, I'm sure. Can you tell us how you work the laser into the operations of the ASC? Flow is really important when you have more than one operating room. So I believe that if you have more than one OR, you should have a dedicated laser room. Uh, if you have two to three surgeons, each using an OR, the staff can coordinate which patient goes into the laser room and then may need to be moved back to the pre-op area until the OR is ready. We can have two surgeons operating at the same time, both doing mostly laser cases, because the nurses know how to stagger the patients going into the laser room. It does take some time to figure that out. We lengthened our surgery blocks for the first three months, but then we were back to normal flow quickly. Once the nursing staff has taken care of repairing the laser room, 
The surgeon really just has to walk in when the patient is ready and perform the laser portion. Then they can go directly to the OR and perform the remainder of the cataract surgery on a patient that has previously just had the laser. Do you have a dedicated laser technician to make all of this work? Having performed laser cataract surgery for a number of years, it's my opinion that a designated, dedicated laser technician really isn't necessary. Johnson & Johnson helped us cross-train the majority of our nurses. Uh, that may sound like too much for busy nurses, but really it's just loading the patient onto the surgical bed, entering their information into the unit, and then calling the doctor to let them know that the patient's ready. So I come in with my chart, I double-check the information, and typically spend less than three minutes uh, in the laser room for that portion of the surgery. The system is so intuitive and automated that I don't feel it's necessary to have a dedicated laser specialist or technician. The registered nurse that already works in the surgery center can be trained to help with the laser. Okay, that's good to know. So now let's pivot a bit and talk about how you talk to your patients about laser cataract surgery. Yeah, if you feel that laser cataract surgery is right for the patient, it's really all about how you present it to them and how you make it work for them in terms of financing. I actually think offering laser cataract surgery is much easier than offering new technology lenses in terms of the patient discussion and the jump into cost. It starts with the patient education, and there are different ways to do this. Um, some surgeons think it's important to educate patients prior to their first visit, but I think that was more important a few years ago. Uh, now laser cataract surgery is more common. Patients are more educated. Pre-education is definitely right for some practices, but I don't think it's mandatory. Uh, what I do think is mandatory is that on the very first visit, the technician starts the conversation about astigmatism management uh, while they're performing the topography and biometry. It can just be a quick sentence or two. So then while the patient's in the dilating room or dilating in the exam room, they watch an animated video explaining laser cataract surgery. Uh, it's the same one I showed to my staff I, I told you about. There are multiple videos out there, but I like the one from J&J. &J. What I like about it, it describes the differences between manual and laser surgery, and then it shows the difference between manual and arcuate incisions. And those are the kinds of images that resonate with patients, and they tend to bring them up later in the conversation. A good video is a phenomenal educational tool. Do you also use a lifestyle questionnaire? Yeah, that's important. Uh, Johnson Johnson makes one that's very good. It's pretty simple. Uh, the reasons to use a questionnaire, in my opinion, are uh, it gets patients thinking about the fact that there are options and they will need to decide on these. Two, you know, it's nice to have the patient's preference for surgery in writing uh, for documentation purposes. After the patient has seen the video and completed the lifestyle questionnaire, how do you present the surgical options to them? If you truly want to have a practice that focuses on providing the best visual outcomes, if that is what you believe in and are good at, that has to be what you offer patients first. I think it's really important to simplify what you offer. I tell patients that manual cataract surgery is very good. However, most of the surgery I do is with the laser, and here's why. There's a more precise capsulotomy, which is one of the most critical steps of the surgery, and the arcuate incisions are so much more accurate than if they were done with a blade. And then I just pause. And usually patients will ask a question about one or two things um, that I mentioned. That sounds like a fairly pared-down discussion. Yeah, the nice thing about lasers, I don't have to spend 10 minutes explaining what it is. Patients get it. 
On average, how many of your patients opt for laser cataract surgery? Yeah, I pulled the data for the last three years prior to this conversation, and uh, over 75% of my patients have selected laser cataract surgery. And that number has been very consistent over the last three years. Once you implement the laser, your staff's on board, and you're doing well with it, it just becomes a core part of your practice, and you'll be, you'll be very consistent. You've made this fairly straightforward. Do you have any other pearls or final comments for your colleagues today? Yes. The first thing I would say is that if you've tried a femtosecond laser years ago and had you know, a less than great experience, I recommend you revisit it. You know, I went through that years ago. The first laser I used did not have a friendly interface. The imaging wasn't great. And it can be really frustrating if you don't trust what you're seeing. So one thing I love about the Catalyst is that the imaging is amazing. So if you tried it in the past and did not like it, know that the technology is at a point where I find it really lowers stress during cataract surgery. Oh, and second, the demand for refractive cataract surgery is increasing among patients. I mean, they want better outcomes. So the solution for a better surgery, better patient experience, and support for the practice is using a femtosecond laser to augment your cataract surgery. Thank you so much for that great advice, Dr. Younger, and thank you to our audience for tuning in. Indications and important safety information for the Catalyst Precision Laser System. Prescription only. Indications. The Catalyst Precision Laser System is indicated for use in patients undergoing cataract surgery for removal of the crystalline lens. Intended uses in cataract surgery include anterior capsulotomy, phacofragmentation, and the creation of single-plane and multi-plane arc cuts incisions in the cornea, each of which may be performed either individually or consecutively during the same procedure. Contraindications. The catalyst system is contraindicated in patients with corneal ring and or inlay implants, severe corneal opacities, corneal abnormalities, significant corneal edema, or diminished aqueous clarity that obscures OCT imaging of the anterior lens capsule, patients younger than 22 years of age, decimetaseal with impending corneal rupture, and any contraindications to cataract surgery. Warnings. Prior to integral guidance system imaging and laser treatment, the suction ring must be completely filled with sterile buffers saline solution. If any air bubbles and or a meniscus appear on the video image before treatment, do not initiate laser treatment. Before initiating laser treatment, inspect images created from the OCT data, surface fits, and overlaid pattern in both axial and sagittal views, and review the treatment parameters on the final review screen for accuracy. Safety margins for all incisions are preserved only if custom fit adjustments to ocular surfaces are applied in accordance with the instructions for use. Purposeful misuse of the custom fit adjustment to ocular surfaces can result in patient injury and complications, and therefore must be avoided. Standard continuous curvilinear capsulorexis surgical technique must be used for surgical removal of the capsulotomy disc. The use of improper capsulotomy disc removal technique may potentially cause or contribute to anterior capsular tear and or a non-circular irregularly shaped capsulotomy. Verify that the suction ring is correctly connected to the disposable lens component of the liquid optics interface during the initial patient docking procedure. Precautions. The catalyst system has not been adequately evaluated in patients with a cataract greater than grade 4 via LOCS3. Therefore, no conclusions regarding either the safety or effectiveness are presently available. Cataract surgery may be more difficult in patients with an axial length less than 22 mm or greater than 26 mm and or an anterior chamber depth less than 2.5 mm due to an anatomical restrictions. 
Use caution when treating patients who may be taking medications such as alpha blockers, for example, Flomax, as these medications may be related to intraoperative floppy iris syndrome. This condition may include poor preoperative dilation, iris billowing and prolapse, and progress intraoperative meiosis. These conditions may require modification of surgical techniques such as the utilization of iris hooks, iris dilator rings, or viscoelastic substances. Surgical removal of the cataract more than 30 minutes after the laser capsulotomy and laser lens fragmentation has not been clinically evaluated. The clinical effects of delaying surgical removal more than 30 minutes after laser anterior capsulotomy and laser lens fragmentation are unknown. The liquid optics interface is intended for single patient use only. Full thickness corneal cuts or incisions should be performed with instruments and supplies on standby to seal the eye in case of anterior chamber collapse or fluid leakage. Patients who will undergo full thickness corneal incisions with a catalyst system should be given the same standard surgical preparations as used for patients undergoing cataract surgery for the removal of the crystalline lens. During intraocular surgery on patients who have undergone full thickness corneal incisions with the catalyst system, care should be taken if an eyelid speculum is used in order to limit pressure from the speculum onto the open eye. Patients who will be transported between the creation of a full thickness corneal incision and the completion of intraocular surgery should have their eye covered with a sterile rigid eye shield in order to avoid inadvertent eye injury during transport. Patients must be able to lie flat and motionless in a supine position and able to tolerate local or topical anesthesia. Adverse effects. Complications associated with the catalyst system include mild petechiae and subconjunctival hemorrhage due to vacuum pressure of the liquid optics interface suction ring. Potential complications and adverse events generally associated with the performance of capsulotomy and lens fragmentation or creation of a partial thickness or full thickness cut or incision of the cornea include Acute corneal clouding, age-related macular degeneration, amaurosis, anterior and or posterior capsule tear rupture, astigmatism, capsulorexis notch during phacoemulsification, capsulotomy lens fragmentation or cut incision decentration, cells in anterior chamber, choroidal effusion or hemorrhage, conjunctival hyperemia, injection, arrhythmia, chemosis, conjunctivitis, allergic and viral, corneal abrasion, deepithelialization, epithelial defect, corneal edema, cystoid macular edema, dysemmets detachment, decentered or dislocated intraocular lens implant, diplopia, dropped or retained lens, dry eye superficial punctate keratitis, edema, elevated intraocular pressure, endothelial decompensation, floaters glaucoma, halo inflammation, incomplete capsulotomy, intraoperative floppy iris syndrome, iris atrophy extrusion, light flashes, mybomitis, ocular discomfort, for example, pain, irritation, scratchiness, itching, foreign body sensation, ocular trauma, petechiae, photophobia, pigment changes, pigment in corneal epithelium, foveal region, pinguiculitis, posterior capsule opacification, posterior capsule rupture, posterior vitreous detachment, posteriorly dislocated lens material, pupillary contraction, red blood cells in the anterior chamber, not hyphema, residual cortex, retained lens fragments, retinal detachment or hemorrhage, scar and disemmets membrane, shallowing or collapsing of the anterior chamber, scoring of the posterior corneal surface, snail track on endothelium, steroid rebound effect, strii and disemmets, subconjunctival hemorrhage, thermal injury to adjacent eye tissues, toxic anterior shock syndrome, vitreous in the anterior chamber, vitreous bander loss, wound dehiscence, wound or incision leak, zonular dehiscence. Caution, federal law USA restricts this device to sale by or on the order of a physician. 
The system should be used only by qualified physicians who have extensive knowledge of the use of this device and have been trained and certified. Attention, reference the directions for use for a complete listing of indications, warnings, and precautions.